Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, Dog Nation. This is the Baxter Street Boys. I'm your host, Cole Wilcox, joined by my co-host, Jake Gordon, and our producer, Griffin Rudy. Uh, we got an awesome show coming at you today. Um, and every time we get back on the mic, it's more exciting because that means football season's one week closer. Uh, we got we're gonna break down the schedule and in a unique way. Uh, we don't want to go the old boring route, so we got we got something coming for you. Uh, and then we're gonna break down some some restaurants in Athens. Gonna do a little snake draft. We posted that on Twitter. We'll put you on the right spots. So be uh, be listening in. Um, and if you're not subscribed to our channel, please do that. Um, don't be afraid to hit that like button on the YouTube video. Um, and please subscribe and rate on the podcast. We would greatly appreciate that. We'll be doing some giveaways with some stuff along those lines. So just go ahead and do it. Uh, but other than that, let's get in the meat and taters. Ken Cal, he's running all over people. Oh, you hurt so often. There he goes in the corner again, and we jump up. Touchdown! Oh, God, a touchdown in the corner! He just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. We just crushed their face. Swift got running room. Swift by the defense. 40, 30, they won't catch him. Go, Swift, into the end zone. Touchdown! The freshman just ran it back to Philadelphia. 15, 10, 5, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. Near sideline, and it's intercepted. Intercepted, Keely Ringo at the 21. Off he goes, 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline, breaks the tackle, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, 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 Georgia. I know I'm asking a lot, you guys, but hunker it down one more time. Well, I know the school's getting close to starting back, and y'all are back in God's favorite city. That's got to be nice. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 been nice. Uh, I, I was here most of the summer, but it's it's good that everybody else is getting back too. It's been nice. Yeah, yeah. I miss Athens. I miss Athens. Um, and and posting that on Twitter the other day. If you're not following us, do it right there. It's on the on the show at Baxter Street Boys or at Backstreet Boys. But we posed, what's the best restaurant? What's your Mount Rushmore of restaurants in Athens? Um, and that that got a lot of engagement. A lot of restaurants I've never even heard of. So. Gave me something to go to, but we'll be doing that at the end of the show. We got some football to get into first. Um, and I wanted to crank it off with something that happened. We're recording on Thursday, so today. Uh, and Todd Munkin took the pressure or the presser. And we don't get to see that very often. Uh, Todd Munkin is, is not a guy who addressed the media that much, I feel like. So I was pretty excited to see what he had to say. And I thought he I thought he had some pretty interesting points. Um, Griff, I know you had one that you want to talk about. So go ahead and, and kick us off. Yeah, one of the big ones for me was Stetson Bennett, and uh, he talked about how he's been getting all the first-team reps this year, like in, in the summer and all that stuff. And that's something that Stetson Bennett has never gotten uh, before this year. You know, he's always been fighting for the job and somebody else ahead of him, you know, it's been sharing the reps. But this year, it's been all Stetson Bennett. So I think that says a lot about his confidence this this summer. And, like, you know, it's, it's, he's going to be – ready for the season and with a full summer of uh, of him being the one. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can kind of speak to that because as athletes, like obviously if you're a good athlete, you embrace competition. Like when you get to campus, you want to compete for a job. But like when I went in my freshman year, like I was trying to compete for a starting job, compete for a role out of the bullpen, something. I just wanted to get on the field and play. And then sophomore, you're going in then. I knew I was a Saturday guy. There was a lot of comfort in that. I felt better about it. Like I knew it was mine pretty much to lose. And then I could just go out and try to get better instead of trying to compete for a job. And the confidence level, like you said, that 
that is definitely something that will be beneficial to Stet and the whole team entirely. You know, he's the leader. He's the guy. And there's no really question about it this year, which I think will be good. You agree with that, Jake? Yeah, definitely. That was something I think we talked about maybe on the first show that it's really underrated how uh, when a guy prepares as a starter and doesn't prepare as a backup, you know, how different he can look coming out. So I think Stephen's going to be a little bit better. I mean, he's older, so naturally he should be, you know, take a step forward anyways. Uh, and it'll be interesting because this is obviously going to be the first time that he's he's been the starter for every game, you know, uh, barring any injuries. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one more point to point out that I thought was kind of interesting was somebody asked him about the four tight end set, which is kind of a joke on Twitter, but kind of also like this might actually happen. Um Monken kind of laughed it off and said, yeah, we'd love to do that every now and then and take advantage of the skill set, but every wide receiver would be in the portal if we did so. Uh, and I, I've always wondered, like, do you play call to recruiting a little bit? Like, if you know if you know there's a lot of receivers in the house that night, are you trying to get the ball in some wideouts' hands, doing stuff like that? And whether or not, you know, they do that to that degree, it, it proves that they definitely play call a little bit to recruiting, which I think in college you have to. But that was pretty much the only two points that I had from from the Monken thing. Anything else, Griff, that you had? Yeah, uh, the the Kenny point also uh, I liked uh, when he talked about Kenny McIntosh. He talked about how last year uh, James Cook and Kenny kind of shared the role of like catching catching the ball out of the backfield and stuff. But this year it's going to be all on Kenny. So all those touches are going to be his, and he's going to have to carry kind of carry the load there. And I can't wait to see. Kenny get all those touches and you know be the be the guy for that. Agreed, agreed. The Kenny Mike hat train just keeps rolling. It keeps rolling. Uh, I saw where I forget who it was. Um, I think it was a Sports Illustrated article that was naming the the five running backs who were primed to kind of take that next step in the NFL draft as dudes, and we had two of the top five, and obviously Kenny Mack and Kendall Milton. So, and then there was the other the PFF released the first team all defense. And we had four guys on there, and that wasn't including – or three guys on there, not including um, Keely Ringo. So, people people think that we're that we're going to take a step back, but, but we're here to stay, in my honest opinion. So, we talked about doing the schedule breakdown. Uh, we don't want to go game by game. That could get long. That could get boring. Uh, but we got some th- – we got three major categories we're going to break down our schedule by. Uh, we're going to go by biggest game, a game where you could see a player having a big one, and what we think the best atmosphere is going to be. We've strategically done this where we all pick different games, so we can talk about most of them. Um, but from just looking at the schedule, like it seems like the years that we play Alabama or Auburn and Tennessee at home are, are the fun schedules. Like when we get those two, they're always on the same year. When we get them on the same year, those are the fun ones. Uh, y'all agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You always want the big time games. You know, the Oregon game to lead it off is is, is fun. Um, but you know, it's definitely not like having an Alabama on the schedule or somebody like that. Even right. Clemson. Right. It's been a while since we played. Like Notre Dame was, I guess, the biggest home game we've played in a while. But like big time conference home game, it's been a little bit. I feel like. Like, what's the last one y'all remember? Big time home game. I mean, Notre Dame twenty nineteen well, was a big conference game. Oh, yeah. Big time uh, conference game. May have been I mean, Alabama, Arkansas and what was that, 2017? Arkansas yeah. last year, yeah. Uh, Arkansas was. I mean, I, I go back to LSU in 2013. I mean, that game was massive. Uh, that was, like, one of the biggest conference games I've been to there. Like, obviously, Auburn and Tennessee are always going to be big. Tennessee's probably going to keep getting bigger. But, but, yeah, it's been a while. So, so, hoping one of these can pop and, and we can have a really, really good home game for a while. But 
let's get into the breakdown. We'll go biggest game first and wide is the biggest game. Jake, get us started with that. So right now, I think as it stands, you know, preseason uh, without any um, without any wins, anybody, you know, pulling off a big upset. Let's say Auburn has a beat Penn State, you know, stuff like right. that. Uh, I can see, I'm going to say Tennessee at home. Um, Tennessee seems to be a program that's on and up and up. And this is uh, this is a good test for them. Uh, you know, they, they got a couple licks in on Georgia last year. It The game was never really that close, but you could definitely tell that Tennessee had an energy to them that they hadn't had before. And this is probably going to be one probably their biggest game besides the South Carolina game, just going into Athens. And, and that's a real uh, litmus test for them. Agreed. Yeah. Tennessee, it's going to be a fun one. That's probably going to be the best home game we got. I would, I would say, um, I think, I think Tennessee is, is a team that can, def, they definitely can cause some problems. Um, I, I don't know if they can go on the road and, and beat a team like us, but they can definitely make the game interesting. So I agree with that. Griff, what you got? Yeah, uh, for me, I actually had a different home game, and it's uh, Georgia – or actually, no, this is a home game. Georgia at Kentucky. Uh, you know, everyone's hyping up Tennessee this year, and, you know, they're going to have an electric offense. But outside of that, we don't really know a lot about, like, what they're going to look like on defense and stuff. And if it looks anything like last year, like, I, I don't know how, how good they could possibly be. But we know what Kentucky can do, and they come in year in and year out and, and compete. And Mark Stoops, you know, I've, he, he's a good coach. And I, I've always believed that he's taken that program in the right direction. They got Will Levis. And that game being at the end of the year, if Kentucky's looking good, like at that point in the season, like that could decide the East. And yeah. I don't know if Kentucky can run the table that way. But at that point, if it if it comes to that, that, that game could be huge for both teams. So. Yeah, last time last time there was the East settling game in Lexington, it, it pretty much went as bad as it could possibly go for Kentucky. So I, I would assume they'd be more prepared for it because I saw on Twitter, uh, this is probably early summer, where there was a Kentucky rider pretty much begging the fans not to sell their tickets to Georgia fans that game, which is hilarious. Because that, that was funny how it was the biggest game in probably Kentucky football history, and half the stadium was red. That's That's pretty poor. But yeah, I agree. That that's a big one. Um, mine is one that I almost picked for the third best atmosphere, but I'm going at Carolina. Uh, I think pretty much anyone who listens to this show knows I'm pretty bullish on South Carolina. I, I think they're going to be a really good team. I, I'm really glad we're getting this early uh, because I think I've always wanted to go to South Carolina. I think the environment will be great. Um, it's to me, it's it's going to be our first true road game. And for a while, the last, let's say, last two or three years, we could rely on our defense going on the road. Like, we knew you, the old saying, defense travels, is pretty accurate. Like, you know when you go into the game, they're not going to be affected by the environment because it's going to be quiet when they're on the field. And this is a year where we're going to have a young defense going to williams Bryce Stadium, and we're going to have to have our offense put up points and, and keep them safe. Uh, obviously, I think our defense is going to be very, very good. We just talked about three or four guys on first-team uh, All-Americans. But – there's a lot of people to replace, a lot of position battles going on. So I think this will be a big test for us. And I, I think if we can win that, that sets us up beautifully. Um, and just in a confidence level for our defense, especially. Um, so next is a game that we could see a certain player going off. You know, this could be based off matchups. It could be based off some other factors. Uh, Griff, I'll let you start us off with this one. Well, you know, you know who I'm taking to go off in a game. My boy, Stetson Bennett, week one versus Oregon. I mean, you know, I think he's hearing some of the stuff that even Georgia fans are saying about him, you know, that they're 
they're not really confident in what he he's going to come out and do this year. They don't think that he's got what it takes without the great defense that we had last year behind him. But this dude, he can play. And like we talked about earlier, he's got a full summer of reps with the ones, which is something he's never gotten. And we've got a lot of weapons on offense. Like, you know, as much as we lost on defense last year, uh, we lost some on offense, but we've got a lot of talent out there on both sides of the ball. But, and I think Stetson Bennett's geared up for a week one, just banger. And, yeah. uh, you know, Oregon better watch out. And the thing about that game is, to, like, Oregon's defense isn't terrible. Like, they have two middle linebackers who could be first-round picks, and they have Dan Lanning coaching them. So, it'll definitely be a good test. And I think you're right. Like, Stetson's going to come out. I mean, the, it's the first game. You're going to have energy whether you're playing Oregon or whether you're playing Ball State. Like, it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, Stetson has a good game that game. That could – that could set him up to get on some people's radar. Like, no doubt. Like, the first week plays a lot of weight into all awards. Like, it kind of puts you on the map, especially in a game that mag- magnitude. So, set to New York might start there, Griff. Hey, I'm pulling for it. <laughs> Jake, what you got? I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Bobby Beal against South Carolina. I could see Robert Beal. Like, we talked about South Carolina. They have a suspect offensive line. Mm-hmm. They have Spitzer Rattler, who's known to um, create, to put it lightly. Uh, and I, I could I could see Bobby Beal getting a couple sacks, maybe two or three. Uh, I think it'd be a big game for him to, uh, you know, to kind of remind people that he did lead this team in sacks last year. Yeah, yeah. Jake, the certified Spencer Rattler hater, this pick checks out. <laughs> but but if if Bill could get in the backfield and, and wreak some havoc that game, especially where, like I just said, the defense is going to have to make some plays, that could really settle it down. Like that could that could make everything better for the, for the young middle linebackers, the position battle on the other side of Keeley, like that. Pass rush is always a big deal. I don't have to say that. But especially that game, I feel like if, if Nolan and, and Robert can get to the quarterback, that would be massive. Uh, mine is I got Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith at Tennessee or against Tennessee. Um, I think if you watch Hendon Hooker play, it was kind of a joke last year on Twitter. But when he drops back in the pocket, he just like he's flat-footed. He just stands there. And – Tennessee's offensive line is not going to be very good, regardless of what they say. Uh, they they're gonna they're gonna be behind. They're gonna be throwing the ball. I just think it has a lot of opportunity for for Jalen and, and Nolan to get off the edge. And and this is something we haven't really talked about. But the more I think about it, and I, I don't want to sound like an idiot here, but this year's defensive line, I feel like might be able to get after the quarterback better than last year. And I might be crazy in saying that, but you think about you think about Jordan Davis and Devontae White. What they did so well was take up space and be elite against the run and then had the ability to get after the passer. Jalen Carter is a complete opposite. He's he's good against the run and he is elite at getting after the quarterback up the middle. So I think this I think this year we might can put some pressure on teams even more so than last year. Would y'all agree with that? Yeah, I can see that for sure. Definitely. I never really thought about it like that, but yeah. Yeah, and then you got some real athletic guys like TID. So We'll see. And Michael Williams, like I think, I think that, like obviously in in the age where the air raid is becoming pretty much the norm, like you have to have corners and you have to have pass rushers, elite pass rushers. And I think you've seen that in our recruiting, just recruiting more length, recruiting more stuff like that. that that's going to get after the quarterback. So I could see, I could see Jalen Carter, and Nolan Smith having a big game in Athens that week. Uh, and this one, this one's a pretty cool topic in my opinion. We with. What do we think is going to be the best atmosphere? Combination of weather, game, stadium, all of it. Um, I'll kick us off with this one. I'm taking at Mississippi State. 
Uh, I think that's a game where I think it's going to be a night game because I looked it up. It's probably going to be a 7 o'clock game. That same week we have Bama at Ole Miss, A&M at Auburn, LSU at Arkansas. I would assume one of those will take the 3.30 slot. So so we could have – we could be in, in Starkville at night. And the last time we played there was 2010, which is whack. We've played three at home since then. I don't know how that scheduling works. Like I feel like it should alternate every single time. But we've played them three times at home since then, and we get to go there again this year. Like it's not that I think they're going to be that good of a team, but I think that atmosphere will be pretty raucous for who I think we're going to be able to let top three team in the nation at that point going in there at night. So I can, I can hear the cowbells now. It's a game I'd like to go to, really. Uh, Jake, what you got? The cowbells are. Yeah, cool. I hate the cowbells. Uh, so I had a couple answers. Uh, I'm going to be at the Oregon game. I, I feel like that's a definitely a strong contender. I didn't, I didn't list this one number one, cause I've already talked about it, but if Tennessee does the impossible and they finally beat Alabama for the first time in what eight, 19, 20 years. Yeah. It's I definitely going to so. be Tennessee. It's definitely going to be Tennessee, but I think what could be a little more likely is you look at a team like Auburn, let's say Auburn gets off to a good start. They beat Penn state. They beat LSU. Um, they haven't won an Athens since 2005. Uh, yeah. And that's going to be a really, really interesting game if Auburn does get off on the right foot and actually does have a good start to the season because it's been forever since they've won in Athens. And they've re- Georgia's really had their number two just outside of, you know, uh, the prayer of Jordan Hare and, um, you know, the game that Georgia avenged in the SEC championship. Auburn has not gotten the best of Georgia a lot. And, uh, no. you know, it, it could be a very interesting game if they do, you know, coming off a win against Penn State and LSU. That would be two huge wins for them. Yeah, and that's that's the game in 2005 we'd like to have back. Looking back now, I mean, we're probably in the national championship if we win that one. But don't don't mean to go down that road. But I, I might be in the minority here, and I know that people in the comments will not like this. But I kind of like when Auburn's good. I'll be honest with you. I like when I like when they're pretty good. I think it's an awesome game for us because me me and Griffin were in Jordan Hare in 2017 when they wore us out. I will say to this day, like non-Georgia games that I've been to because I go to the biggest Georgia game, so I'm a little – it's a little skewed. But that was one of the best atmospheres at a sporting event I've ever been to. Like, Jordan-Hare is a sick place to play. And I like how they can compete with Bama. They can kind of pull some recruits from them. I like when Auburn's pretty good. And and like you said, we, we get them every year, every other year at home, and that's always a big game for us. So when they're good, it's even a better game. So I kind of pull for Auburn to win so they play us. I'm not going to lie. I, can't I don't. I don't hate Auburn like a lot of other people do. No. I, maybe it's just because I know a lot of their fans, and I've I've been there a couple times, and I do like it. But uh, I do enjoy the fact that they just cannot beat us in Athens, and I would like yes. for that to continue this year. Yeah, I, I hope they never beat us. But and it's kind of goes to the point you just made. I think the last the last number I remember seeing we're like fourteen and three against Auburn in the last seventeen years or something like that. So to one us, one would be like, Cam Newton. Yeah, one would be Cam Newton. One's prayer Jordan Hare, and the other one's the one that got avenged in the SEC championship. Those are the three times. Right, and like it's hard to hate a team if you're just that big of a bully on them. You know, like that'd be like us. We talked about it last week with Georgia Tech. People our age, we don't hate Georgia Tech because we beat them every single time we play them. So I think that kind of goes into my not not hatred for Auburn. But I will say, in 2017, when we did avenge them, that was one of the most satisfying wins that I've had as a Georgia fan. I didn't like Malzahn. That the we whipped the dog crap out of them, bull crap after the game was brutal. So, out that year, I did hate Auburn. It's hard to hate Auburn when they're six and six. I'll be honest, and especially yeah. now that Bo Nix is gone, how do we hate him? You know? Yeah, I mean, you kind of feel bad for him sometimes. Yeah, kind of, like, last yeah, year at the end of the year when they lost to Alabama, I was kind of like, dang man. There's something, about, there's, there's something about like the storied programs too. Like Auburn's not like just 
super stored, but they're always good. And like the, the logo on the helmet, like when you see a team come in Stanford and you're, and you're sitting in the stands and you have like the, the storied helmets, like when Notre Dame came in, when you play Bama, when you get LSU, when you get Tennessee, Auburn, it's, it's just more fun. Like you, you see the helmets, you see the logo, it holds weight and you're like, all right, this is a big game. So Auburn being good, I think is good for the sport. So hopefully they can kind of get back there and make that a big game. Like you said, uh, Griff, what's your team? Yeah. So I, my, I think my pick is Sanford versus Tennessee. I mean, yeah. Georgia, you know, there, there's no atmosphere that's going to hit for me, you know, in a biased way, like Sanford Stadium. I mean, just going in there, when you hear Bob O'Reilly come on and those pom-poms start flying and you hear Saturday, like, that, it's just, there's just nothing better. Like, it fires me up thinking about it. Like, I'm, I'm literally, like, could run through a wall right now. What about the spell Georgia cheer? The spell Georgia cheer does that fire you up? Oh yeah, you know that fire. It's the best tradition in all of football. <laughs> the fact that we say the the best tradition in all of football, the spell Georgia cheer, and then we have like three traditions following that are better, pisses me off to no end. I hate the spell Georgia cheer. I will never participate in it. I I wish it would be banned from Sanford Stadium. I hate it. We everyone in the world can spell your team's name. The the battle hymn. Yeah, the Saturday Babel Rally, all of that, five times better than the spell Georgia cheer. I hate it. I, I never want it to happen again. And I may be the only one who thinks that, but Griff knows I won't do it in the game. I will not do it. <laughs> no, he won't. And I, I forgot to even mention the battle hymn. And I can quote that word for word. It might <laughs> might do that for you guys, like, bef- like right before the season starts. Like on, on the Saturday before the game, I'll post a video of it or something. Uh <laughs> But yeah, that that game, I think that's I think that's my favorite home game of the year. So I'm picking that for best atmosphere. Hopefully, it's a night game. See those yeah. red lights come on. But uh, another atmosphere that I kind of like sleeping on, I guess, a little bit is South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, week three, I think like uh, the one thing that worries me about this one is I did see the picture the other day of them selling season tickets for. South Carolina at Costco, which <laughs> is a little bit scary. I hope they can get fans in there for that to be a good atmosphere. But South Carolina fans can get up and go, and Williams Bryce is cool when when it's rocking. So, uh, you know, week three, if they get some momentum in those first two weeks, if they if they come out and beat Arkansas that second week, who knows what that stadium's looking like week three? So, yeah, well, that's a place I've always wanted to go to too. Like I I feel like it's such a cool place, no, you to play, especially. It is it's so hot in September. It is, dude. It's gonna be miserable. We, I can't remember what t- we played there the first weekend of SEC in baseball. So I don't think it was too hot yet. But that was that's my favorite baseball field in the SEC. It's South Carolina. It's it's like a it's a big league field. It's so sick. Uh, South South Carolina. Yeah, you're right. Like I hit on it earlier. It's they're a team that is itching to be good. Like when you get a taste of being good, you want to get it back so bad. And they had it with Spurrier. They were a 10-win team, 11-win team. They were they were a legit force to be reckoned with, especially at home. Ask Nick Saban. But so I, they they kind of feel it right now. They feel the momentum. They need Spencer Rattler to have a good year for the future of their program, getting recruits. Like if Spencer Rattler comes and he gets back to the level he was playing at his freshman year, like they can sell that to multiple quarterbacks, you know? Like anyone in the portal, you're like, well, look what we did with Spencer Rattler. So that's a team that's itching for it, and they need it. So I agree. I, I think it'll be absolutely rocking, especially week three when everyone still has hope. Yeah, uh, dude, those Spurrier years at South Carolina, like I remember always pulling against South Carolina, like every single week pulling against them. And I just haven't done that in a while. 
And no. like, well, yeah, they were they were like the foe at the time. They were the only ones keeping us from Atlanta, which that's the team you pull against because Florida Florida wasn't really doing it. Urban had just left. Those the the, the weird thing about those teams were is they weren't that hateable. Like we hate Spurrier. Spurrier was very hateable, but I mean they had Marshawn Lattimore. He was a monster. They had um, what's Connor the Shaw. Name? Connor Shaw was a dog. Like those are teams. Was it was hard. It was hard to pull against those guys. But yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking that atmosphere is gonna be good. What's the best Georgia atmosphere y'all been to? Arkansas was pretty sick. Even though I was asked to leave that game, but I did get to go back in. Um, <laughs> Why were you asked the, to leave? Um. I won't get into it. Um, <laughs> the only issue is it was a twelve o'clock game. Like, I, like college game day was set up right there, uh, like where I always sit in the end zone uh, with my student ticket. And college game day was right there. And as soon as they wrapped, I mean, it was it was go time. Which it, I wish it was a three thirty kick, but um, mm-hmm. the three state this three straight fall starts uh, on Arkansas's first drive, incredible. I mean, everybody yeah. was freaking out. It was so much fun. And of course, we just absolutely it was a bloodbath. So it was a very fun game to be at. That's no. that's one of my favorite games in the last 10 years probably was that arkansas game i wasn't there i was i was down here still but just like you said the college game day setting when it when it said it was 12 i was pissed like you but it was sick like being being on the bridge you see the i could hear the battle hymn through my tv you could see the stadium from the camera like it was awesome i loved it and then like you said i was nervous for that game like i was legitimately nervous i was like dude this thing's i I laid the points on Arkansas. I had Arkansas covering 17 Did you? and a half. Yeah, yep. the, the public money was shifting so much. So I started feeling better towards the end. But I was like, I think we can score on them. But I kind of think they might be able to score on us a little bit. And I was very, very wrong. And after that, I was very, very confident with us for the rest of the year. Because that, that game that game proved a lot to me. Big time. I think yeah. we can do I think we can make a statement like that against Carolina because they're going to have that same type of momentum. That's why I think it's going to be a big game. Yeah, what about I you, actually dude? didn't. I actually didn't sleep that night before Arkansas. <laughs> like, I, I'm not kidding. Like, I, I like started to go to bed at one point, and then my roommate texted me or called me and was like, Hey, can you come pick us up from downtown? And so I went and picked him up, and then I like started to go back to bed, and it was already like three in the morning. And I was like, Bro, I'm about to wake up. At, I'm about to wake up at 5 30 to go to college game day. So I'm, why would I go to bed right now? And so I didn't go to sleep. <laughs> I went straight to college game day and went to that game. I think I left with a concussion because my roommate, Josh McAllister, was freaking hammering my head, like, just with his fist while I had the college game day uh, helmet on. Hard hat. He just kept hammering me. But, yeah, it was a fun game. The the thing that was terrifying, too, was JT Daniels announced that he wasn't going to play. Like, you didn't – it was kind of – it wasn't announced publicly, but if you're if you're on the know, like most of us are – it was like he's probably not going to play. Like he's going to warm up with Stet's plan. And, and at this point, we weren't confident in Stet yet. We were like, oh my god, biggest game of the year. We got Stet and starting. And then he came and just went right down the field for like the first three drives. It's all right. We'll be all right. I think the best atmosphere I've ever been to was is at home against LSU in thirteen. That was that was different. It was just how the game was went. Like Notre Dame in nineteen was probably the best like build up to the game of all time. Like just the whole pregame and stuff. The game kind of was. Pretty boring if you go back and watch it. But that LSU game was nuts. Complete shootout, which doesn't happen in Sanford very often. We don't see many shootouts. All right. So that's our schedule. I think it's very favorable for Georgia, needless to say. I, I, I think we should cook right through it. We've grown to expect undefeated seasons, which is is very bold of us, I guess. Maybe a little arrogant. But 
I, th I think 12 and 0 is the standard at this point. So let's get into restaurants. Uh, obviously, we've all went to school in Athens, all three of us. And any, anybody that Georgia fans been to Athens multiple, multiple times, you know the restaurants. We're going to do a snake draft to decide this little Mount Rushmore type. Uh, how you want to decide the order? I got an, I got a random number generator on my phone. We could pick it. I'll pick a number one through 20, and then we'll Beautiful. just go by who's closest. Y'all pick your Beautiful. numbers first. Give me 11. I'll take 13. I'm going to go with three. All right. Stetson. <laughs> it's 10. So Cole, Griff, then me. I'll go third. I get first overall pick. They, I didn't really actually. I guess you get to pick. I guess. Do you want to go first? I'll go last. I want to go last. I don't have a number one. All right. I have. I have a clear cut number one that I think I could have got at three. But well, who who's going first between me and Jake you are? Michael? You are and me. Griff, All right. Second. All right. I'll take. Uh, I'll take the place. Good pick. Very what, good pick. What is? I, what's I, your? What's your go-to meal there? Dude, the chicken sandwich there with the pimento you know, cheese. I, oh my I'm god! I'm a big man. Chick Fil A guy. Cole knows this, but dude, the chicken sandwich at the place it's it's unreal. It's it's on a different level, and they've got other good foods. Is it like, like crispy? It, is it a crispy yeah. chicken? Oh yeah. yeah, dude, it's so good. It's fantastic. And, dude, it's a good pick. When I go there for dinner, the pork chop. Oh, so good. <laughs> That's branching out for you too. Oh, it's it is. Not, yeah, not fried Picky chicken eater. or a burger. Pork chop, pork chop is, is a big deal for you. So it hey, it's good. good. We uh, we're hey, I mean we're we got a lot of good. There's a, I've got like ten places. Like there's gonna be yeah. some places that get left off, but I have a lot of good ones. I think this is an easy one. One I live right above this place. I think it's easily the best food here. Uh, it's Chuck's Fish. Okay. I think that's yeah. I talk about the drinks, the apps. Uh, always fresh seafood. They get it like flown in every day. Incredible. That's my easy one. One. It is good. I, I went there the night before I got engaged, and I was actually gonna get engaged that night complications arose to say the least and it did not happen but i got engaged the next night post chuck fish shout out chuck uh so, all right so i get back to back here wait what's your go-to at chuck i forgot to ask i usually just i, I usually mix it up because they always got a special uh last time i got uh, catch of the day they did like it was like a chilean sea bass with like this garlic sauce that sushi is really good too though always get a sushi i've heard the, the sushi's uh, good i don't think i've gotten it and they have the uh, the uptown chicken, which is like the best appetizer on planet Earth. So that's an easy one. That. Yes, that is good. I forgot about yeah. that. That is really yeah. really good. Really good. My two, um, my first pick is Marker Seven. I love Marker Seven. I think it's that anytime my parents came in, that's where we'd go because I I couldn't afford it in college. But when they came up for games, uh, they would go straight there. Uh, my second one is uh, it's more cultural. This is more. Well, you're, you know you're in Athens when you're in Athens when you go to Ad Drug. Um, Dang it. If you, if you, a lot of fans probably don't know about Ad Drug. Ad Drug is literally a pharmacy on five points. You you would never know it has a restaurant in it. You walk in, and there's a grill off to the left. You can get a cheeseburger, a bacon cheeseburger for four bucks, and they have unbelievable milkshakes. They scoop the ice cream right out the bin. It's the spot. You go in there and you know it's local. They got all the pictures of former coaches. You'll see Coach Rick. You'll see Coach Donning, Kirby, Mark Fox. Everybody signed a picture. It, it's the spot. Like, you know you're local. You know you've been to Georgia when you know about Ad Drug. If you, Next time you go, I don't think they're open on the weekend, so you got to go up a little early, go on a Thursday or a Friday morning, afternoon, hit Ad Drug. It'll change your life. Big fan. Great pick. Great pick. So I, I, you weren't going to get that one on the next time around. No, that's, I, didn't think, that I didn't think it was going to get – that's why I went with it because I was like – I, I wanted that one so bad. <laughs> so this is another one I don't think I'm going to get on my next time around, so i got to take it now. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Cali and Tito's. Um, a hungover Cali and Tito's uh, burrito. <laughs> 
Kind of it really does it for me. Yeah, you know, and uh, they, they get you could bring your own cooler. Um, I think you pay like two bucks. You could bring your own cooler and just sit out there on the patio and drink. Uh, you know, they just started taking cards like last year. So it used to be cash only. Yeah, like really small operation. The food incredible, though. If you love Cuban food, I mean, it's 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 incredible. And they got a bigger spot, too, now, right? Yeah, it's on the east side. I still go yeah. to the Lumpkin one because yeah, it's like you got to that, that one's the best. You know, it'd be sick is if, if baseball could build a good atmosphere. And I'm sure we'll get into this at some point. Like that, Calentitos would be popping. That'd be like the best pregame spot for a baseball game. And then go go out and sit in right field, have a bracelet on, sell alcohol. Probably could be popping. Just stuff to think about, Doc Brooks. Stuff to think about. <laughs> well, he's a big listener of this show, so. Right, sure yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. He's, a, he's a packed street boy. Uh, yeah. Griff, what you got? All right. Uh, Double. Yeah, I got two. I got two. So for my second pick, I'm going to take my favorite burger joint in Athens, Grindhouse Killer Burgers. Good pick. I go there pretty often. I love I love a good grindhouse burger. I now I I'll, I'll probably get ripped by Cole for how plain I get my burgers, but they I know they have options there and, and they're all pretty good. But I, I like a good plain burger, but that, that's the best one for me. I freaking love it. And then uh my third pick, in my opinion, the best Mexican restaurant in Athens, La Paria. <sighs> I thought you were going to take mine. That is not the best Mexican restaurant in Athens, but I thought you were going to take mine. That's the, that's the best one. I, I, I go there. I won't go to any other one. And they've been, they've been closed on Sunday all summer. And I, I don't know how long that's been going on. And I've gone there on Sunday, like three times, like not from not remembering it. And I've been just heartbroken. Their parking lot absolutely brutal. destroyed. That's the worst it part is. of it. The parking lot. It is. The parking lot. The parking lot does sucks. Those, those spots are tiny. Yeah. One day, one day I'll read off. So this was, I think, during was it during quarantine, Griff? When I got, or was it, last? Uh, it was, yeah, it was. yeah. So me and Griff were living at the house in Athens because there was a a weight room down there that kind of opened up the back door to let me come work out. And I, I tallied Griffin unknowingly. I tallied his diet for the week. It was vile to say the least. I'll get into that one day, but not today. Uh, Jake, what's your next pick? All right, I am going to pick the better Mexican restaurant with an equally as bad parking lot, and that is Tulac. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Tulac. It's kind of off. It's it's kind of out of the way. It's like off prints, like way down the road. But if you have been to Tulac, no disrespect to La Perea, it is very good. Tulac blows it out of the water. Uh, they make the margaritas really strong. One thing I do, like you order a pitcher of margaritas, they bring you a glass that's already full on top of the full pitcher. Ooh. I really appreciate that about them. Um <laughs> But they got they got the man. I've I've usually just picked something different every time I go. It's good every time. Um, great place to hang out. They got a little patio spot too. Uh, I love Tulag. It, I, I wanted to take it earlier, but I didn't think I would get Cali and Tito's on the swing back. Um, so I'm gonna go with Tulag. That's when you know you got a good restaurant when you can just get something different every time. Oh yeah, that's that's how you have, that's, that's, that's like ultra confidence in, in the spot. Yeah, okay, I'm well I'm there. gonna take I'm gonna two. I'm gonna get my top four, which is nice. Um, I'm going to take the blonde pig. I love Good the blonde choice. pig. I'm going there tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, the, the, my favorite part about the blonde pig, the food's great. I'll, I get the hot tenders, the quesadilla, anything. It's all good. It's one of those places you can get anything. The fried mushrooms are elite appetizer, too. Oh, yeah. Full fried mushrooms. But their cups are about this big in circumference. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Pepper's on tap. That's my weakness. Yeah, blonde pig is elite for that. The second one I'm going to take, which this might – this is risen to the best pizza in Athens for me. It's fully loaded. 
Fully loaded. Oh, I thought you were going to take another one of mine. Fully loaded is very good. Fully loaded oh, shot up the board for me. And I used to not get the pizza. And somebody's like, man, you and I love pizza. I'm a pizza guy, like big time. And so I was like, I don't know. It's, it's a freaking wing joint. Like I'm not getting the pizza there. And I got it. And it was unbelievable. It, it's my favorite. You can get a 14 inch wax, the whole thing. Uh, fully loaded. It was a perfect spot. I could take my moped straight from the baseball field up there, park it by the dumpster and roll into fully. So that, that was my spot. I kind of turned into the baseball spot. I, I they used to have loaded. fried pickles. They need to bring them back. They took them off the menu. They were really, really? good. They wiped yeah. them. Yeah. It's unfortunate. That is. That is. It, it needs to be bigger too. Like you have a good atmosphere in there. Like it's, a, it's in an unbelievable location, but they need to get another one too. We're going to have to do some honorable mentions because I, I literally, it's so hard to choose yeah, between yeah, we for me to can. choose between these last four. I got four. two good ones. Mine's a little more bougie, I guess, my, my list entirely, but I'm going to go with Shokatini. I don't know if y'all have ever been to Shokatini. I actually do live right above Shokatini. It smells like fried rice every single day. This is the best hibachi in Athens. I love hibachi. That's like my main thing. Uh, and it's cool because if you go sit at the sushi bar, uh, like I went to the sushi bar one night with somebody and uh, they bring you like little snacks from the kitchen. Big fan of that. I, it, it doesn't really like make a difference to me, but yeah, they'll just bring you like little stuff to, uh, to chew on. Uh, great sake. Uh, big Shokatini fan. If you haven't been, highly recommend it. I don't think I've ever been there. I don't. I haven't either. But I've always wanted to go because they do karaoke, and I freaking love karaoke. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> uh, I, the, I don't mean to bash right now at all, but Secure is the most overrated restaurant in Athens. Oh, sure it is. No, I, I yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to give them too much bad press. But the last no. time I went there, I like called. I was so upset that like, yeah, it was bad. They uh the funny the reason we go secure is because Emerson Hancock loved it so much and they would he'd walk in oh Mr Emerson and then they give him a, a huge discount which was absolute bull crap <laughs> call the call the NCAA on that crap yeah um, that's what I'm hearing <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right Greg finish us off all right uh my last pick I think I'm gonna kind of round out I have I have a couple options but I think I'm just gonna kind of round out my list with a nice different pick from all the others get a nice spread in there and I'm gonna take Sauce House. So some, good some pretty good barbecue, barbecue, and I love the atmosphere there. You know, you got trivia there sometimes. You know, it's a nice little bar if you want to go hang out to. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, take South House. I like South House a lot. That was my favorite post game spread we got. That when they when they brought the sweet tater casserole, that was when it was elite. What what's the honorable mention you got on the tip of your tongue, Jake? Um, I was gonna go. So, so you brought up pizza. I was gonna say Ted's. I like Ted's a lot. I just yeah. like the style of pizza, like the Neapolitan. They have great salad too. Paloma. Paloma, just like you know, you just kind of get a couple little different plates and everything. But I feel like people, more people associate Paloma more than drinking, so that's why I didn't go with that. And Clocked, which I think is the best burger in Athens. Grindhouse is good, but I, I like Clocked too. Better. That was on my list. I don't know if well. I've been to Clocked. It's good. It's good. It's all. One of my honorable mentions is Talk Tsunami. I think it's a cool that's good. Place. Yeah. It's good. Uh, I like the I like all the tacos you can get. Solid, solid place there. But I'll tell you, probably one of my favorite restaurants. But it's kind of changed. I didn't want to go with it. The Barb's on five points is unbelievable. It's so much better than all the other ones. I don't know why. I'm not a Barberitos guy, man. I, really? I think it's their tortillas. And now that they have a Cerchero's here, which is like a South Georgia chain, uh, it's better than Chipotle, too. I, I'm a big Cerchero's guy. It literally opened like two weeks ago. It's it's fantastic. So I've, See, I've been I like I like the tortillas, I think, from Barberitos. The Chipotle tortilla, money. I, I love Barberitos. I, I would go there all the time. That was, that was like when I can't decide where I want to go. Just roll the moped down to freaking barbs. We went there yeah, unlimited times during quarantine. Yeah. Well, they were the only ones open. Yeah. You got any honorable mentions, Griff? Yeah, I got I got one uh trapeze pub. 
good one. Uh, Very good one. Pretty solid, pretty solid spot. I've only been there a couple times. Also, another place that I kind of like a lot, and I go there every now and then. I used to like it a lot more than I do now. Uh, Locos. Uh, yeah, it's it's a nice. Just I, I don't think it's a chain, but there are a couple in Athens. But it's it's pretty solid, and uh, yeah, I like to go there every now and then. I didn't yeah. take this one because they uh, it's kind of. I think this. I think it's the same ownership as Chuck's, but five is fantastic too. Right next yeah. to uh, Trapeze, great spot. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of good places downtown like that. Um. I have a quick segment to end on. Um, the name of this segment, I think, I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this, but it's the how much should I care meter. And I think we can do this throughout the year with different topics, you know, Georgia, anything about that. This this topic, I, I'm getting married in December, for those of you who don't know. I, I would say most of you do not know. I'm getting married in December. So this is going to be the wedding version of how much should I care. And I don't know what kind of ranking system we should do. I guess one to 10. I guess one to 10 ranking system. So I'll ask y'all a question. Y'all tell me how much I should care from one to 10. We'll start. We'll start with a big one. The venue of the wedding. How much should I care? You're asking the wrong guy for this, Griff. You go first. Uh, I'd say about a five. I mean, like, well, Maybe a little higher for venue. Actually, I will yeah. go seven for venue. Okay. Seven for I was going to say seven. I kind of agree with that. Right. I kind of agree with that. Like, we didn't go with my first pick, but I wasn't really concerned. I did, I wanted, like, kind of somewhere decently kind of outside, so I was chilling with that. Um, Next one, what I wear during the wedding. Uh, I'm going to stay seven again. Yeah, I, I might actually bump it up to, like, nine. You want to be looking fly for your wedding. Are you kidding Come on, now, Griff. How much do you think I care? Oh uh, yeah, you you you're, you're you're like a one. Yeah, on that. I, I don't. I'm not concerned with that. I've never been that concerned with that. There, most of these are pretty low for me. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say. Uh, now let's get into some some more knickknacks. Kenzie just had a meeting with someone on tablecloths and napkins. Negative four. How, <laughs> as low as I you said. can possibly go. I said, are you serious? Like. We have to, and then they were unbelievably expensive. I was like, nah, we got there's surely on earth there's somewhere there's a better option than these at Walmart. Yeah, I agree. That's a freaking zero. That's a zero. Um, the layout of the ceremony. Hopefully, she hasn't made it this far on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I warned her I was gonna do this, so it's all good. I, I've right. done, I, I'll be honest, credit to her. Shout out, Kenzie. She has planned the entire wedding. I'm not at home, so it's tough for me. The only thing I really took care of was figuring out who was going to cater, but then she went and met with them. So how about the layout of the ceremony in terms of where the chairs are situated, stuff like that? For you, probably a one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like a two, you know, not that I have your big body's got enough spoon room to get through. Well, that's the thing. Like there's, there's not much I can do in that scenario. So whether I care a lot or care little, I think my input is like zero at that point. Um, I just hit on it. What we eat? How much should I care? Overall? Now, how much should I? What we eat? What should be oh, my care? Oh, oh, uh, I don't ever remember the foods at weddings because I usually get kind of drunk. So I would say like two. <laughs> I would, I would say, I would say for you, since since you were actually picking that one, I would say that would be pretty high, like an eight. It was, it was high for me. This, this was probably what I cared about the most. I hate going to weddings where it's a, I already know I can tell by looking at it. And this is kind of how I eat anyway. I don't like to go to like real expensive restaurants, real fancy food, because number one, it's not enough. Number two, it's not worth the price to me. 
I hate when I go to a wedding and it's like the fanciest food ever and you walk away like that wasn't very good. So we're catering breakfast. We're catering breakfast food. Obviously, it's, it's going to be kind of dolled up a little bit more than I what I would do. I would just get some bacon, eggs, and, and biscuits and roll. But, yeah, they're having the waffle bar and all that. So so I did care about that. I cared about the, the, the food. That was probably the highest. If I ranked everything, that would be the highest. Um, I had one more. How much should I care about where we stay the night before? Is it something I should be ultra concerned with? It's like a four. I mean, you don't want to stay like a super eight. Right. Right. Yeah. I I guess, I guess my, I guess my phrasing of this question should be how much should I stress about it? Because, because me and Kenzie are on opposite sides of the spectrum here. Let's put it that way. It's, it's, it's a stressful occurrence. Um, I don't know. I don't know if y'all know this at all about weddings, but about seven months before, I think seven, you send out save the dates. I thought that was the invitation. I thought if you got to save a date, you're invited to the wedding. No. Four months later, you send out invitations. At, on, a, on the scale meter, on how ridiculous that is, what is that at? Ten. Dude, that's, I don't understand. <laughs> that, that's, that's, I did not understand that at all. If you get a save the date, that's an invitation. I get it, I uh-huh. guess, because it's like a reminder, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if you really want to go, you'll 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 save that date. The save the date it was was it. But but yeah, that's the show for today. Um, we'll, we'll mix in a, a, a how a care meter on, on some football stuff too. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Really, we appreciate it. Like we said, go ahead and hit that like button um, on YouTube. It takes less than half a second. And be sure to subscribe to us on our podcast. Like I said, here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do a giveaway. You're going to want in and on it. So go ahead and get get in there. Go ahead and comment and go ahead and get it listed on. So appreciate you guys. Go dogs. Have a great week.